of the NFL, folks. Holy moly. How's everybody doing out there? Welcome to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature. Crazy, crazy times. But hey, we got the Browns, we got football, we have NFL free agency. The distraction that is sports remains in some capacity. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Florjancic. I'm coming to you from just east of Toronto. Matt's coming to you from Cleveland, Ohio. Matt, how are you hanging in in self-isolation and uh, corona world? Yeah, we're doing okay down here. Uh, we haven't, you know, completely lost it yet. We're 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 <laughs> plugging our way through just like everybody else. It's you know we're we're all kind of uh, in the same boat here. We're all in yep. it together because we don't know what you know is going on, and everything you hear changes from minute to minute, and you just hope at some point they're able to stem the tide, flatten the curve, and find a way to beat this damn thing. That's right. That's right, man. And you know it's all over the world. So from all our listeners, to, to Paulo in Brazil, to Fogg in South Carolina, to Kelly and Donnie in St. Clairsville, to everybody all over. We have listeners in uh, Germany. Like, it's 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 everywhere. That's the crazy thing. This isn't isolated. It is truly worldwide, and everybody is going through it together. So it's uh, really uncharted territory for any of us. So it's, uh, it's at least, Matt, we have... The NFL free agency, which has been providing a lot of storylines, and the Browns getting very busy too. So, well, we're going to focus on that and do what sports was intended to, going back to ancient Roman times. So, like the Gladiator Games, Matt. I tell, I said this on one of my Sportsnet shows uh, the other day. It was the Gladiator Games in ancient Rome were put in because their lives, the, the locals, the population, their lives generally kind of sucked. And that was a distraction. It was entertainment. And that's at the very least, at least we have the NFL for that. I've always said that the, the greatest responsibility I had as a sports reporter was to be the distraction for the BS that was happening on the front page. The yep. world may be burning, but you could turn to the sports page and, and feel a sense of normalcy. Yes. And I've always taken that responsibility on proudly uh, and also very, very seriously. And now it's, Seems more than in my ever in my lifetime that we need that right now. Amen to that, man. Follow us on Twitter at andymc81 at Matt Florjancic. I have a two-part Sportsnet fantasy football series coming out with the impact and fallout of NFL free agency trades, releases, and all that because. That's the thing. There are a real-life and fantasy implications to all these moves. Tom Brady's with the, the Buccaneers. Uh, Nick Foles is with the Bears. Uh, Todd Gurley got released. He's, he's with the, the Falcons now. But, Matt, I got to say, let's go to the Browns. And I know, listen, on this show, we have not been shy of being, uh, I think, very fairly critical in the past of how the Browns front office has operated and done business. So this isn't a, a fan, a positive over like, oh, everything the Browns do, it does is great. Um, I'll tell you, the moves they've made so far, Andrew Barry, I have been very impressed and pleasantly surprised. Big picture, how do you feel so far? Uh, consider this to be my, my mea culpa, my oops, my bad moment. Um, yes, I had jumped to a little bit of conclusions about this uh, whole whole front office scenario because I've just been so worried that nothing has worked in the in the Haslam regime yet and I, I was nervous that they were going back to something else. But mm-hmm. uh credit to Andrew Berry for basically proving me wrong in one shot. And uh I am I'm very happy about the moves that they have made. They're addressing needs 
and I think that is the most important thing right now is that they're they're getting things done that will help this franchise move forward. Whereas in previous regimes, it felt like they were moving things along to get us to a point where we could move forward, but they never kicked the the can down the road. We've got a guy now who's going after things and recognizes needs and is willing to address and fix them. And that is a breath of fresh air for Browns fans because we have seen so much of the opposite in past regimes that now we've got a guy who's seen to get it. And unlike the guy who brought him to Cleveland, when free agency hit that first year, he wasted no time. And ironically enough, Andrew Berry had to go after the same position that Sashi Brown let walk out the door and right tackle. Yeah. Yeah. And Matt, this is, this is the thing. And it was, we say all the time in the show, whenever we were negative or, or not approving of a, a move or potential moves, we want to be wrong. We are Browns fans. We want to be incorrect when we think things are going to go poorly. I would like nothing more than for Andrew Barry to win us five Super Bowls and Kevin Stefanski be here for 20 years and we go on a run like the Patriots. I would love to be wrong. There's no ego between us here as far as, well, well, I said that, so I hope it doesn't work out. No, no, no. We want the Browns to be good at any cost. So for Andrew Barry to come in and I, I, I think rightful skepticism with this, oh, analytics and all that, Andrew Barry struck quickly. He said he wanted to be aggressive. He was, and he, you mentioned it there. He addressed, what did the Browns need? Right and left tackle. What did he get? The best right tackle available. Instantly, the line is upgraded. Then you go to Austin Hooper, tight end. David Njoku, all the athleticism in the world, can't catch the ball. Austin Hooper, you get the best available tight end on the market, and you get the perfect fit at backup quarterback with Case Keenum, who knows the Stefanski offense, and if things go sour with Baker or he gets injured, you have a competent guy who can step in, so that's an improvement in the quarterback room as well. It, it, it's all pluses in my mind. Yeah, check, check and check. All those right, things, right. things work well. Um, we, we saw what the right tackle looked like last year, and, and Chris Hubbard was good in spots. I'm not going to say he was sure, sure. completely awful or anything. He was just he was inconsistent. They found a way to get more consistent at that position, that's great. The tight end position was kind of a of a, a struggle a for this team last year, outside of the touchdown receptions, because they did the five guys that played combined, I think, for seven or eight and maybe even nine touchdowns um, last year. The, the yardage was terrible. The receptions were terrible. Uh, and nobody was that playmaker. And in today's game, you very much need a playmaker. And look at what Travis Kelsey does for the Chiefs. Oh. And you can say what you want about Tyree Kill and all the running backs that they have, but the guys that make that offense go are Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And you went out and you got somebody like Austin Hooper, who had a career year last year and has steadily gotten better since he came into the league. And you're you're getting yourself a hell of a player, and yeah. you you definitely made your offense better by those two signings. I, I'm very happy with those two signings. And as for Keenum, uh, I like it a lot because, like, as you eloquently put it, if things go south with Baker, you've got a guy in there that went 11-3 and three and 14 starts with Stefanski in his year the whole time basically running the offense. Uh, I, I'm okay with that. 
I, I think that could work out. And, you know, I'm not saying Baker's not going to work out, but if he does get injured or is ineffective, you've got that good second option, whereas last year you, you didn't. I mean, no. Stanton went on IR pretty much right after the season started, and then you had not much behind Baker that gave you a lot of confidence. Now the situation is a lot different. And hopefully we don't have to play Case Keenum, but if you do, at least you know he's competent. Yes, he's won with Stefanski, with that system. And we mentioned Austin Hooper, and there could be enough room. Now, depending, maybe they look to deal David Njoku. Maybe you go in a different type of direction. But that offense funnels through the run game and two tight end systems. And again, Matt, here's something that might be a little little bit overlooked, but I think is so important. And something I was thinking back. Man, I don't think they've had this probably since since the team returned in 1999. A GM that truly looks like they are in sync with the head coach. It, it's, the moves made to me sounds like Andrew Barry went to Kevin Stefanski. What do you need? All right, I need a right tackle. I need a better tight end to help with my two tight end system. And I need uh, Case Keenum, a guy who knows my, my offense. All right, Andrew Barry went, and he got the coach the tools to win. What a novel idea. What a novel idea that no GM and coach combo has been able to figure out in 20-something years. But it looks like it's it's there. And that's what's so encouraging, not just the acquisitions, but that these were acquired specifically to help the head coach succeed. That's what's so uplifting to me about all this. Yeah, that shows me that at least for now, this synergy is working. Uh, In the past, I never got that vibe that things were working. It always seemed like the GM was fighting against the coach and the coach was fighting against the GM uh, going back really since 99. Wow. It's, uh, it's now we, we seem to have at least them trying to pull in the same direction. And I like that. I like that a lot. I think you could make the case that before this, the next closest the Browns had was Romeo Cornell and Phil Savage. Um, Phil did his best to acquire talent and tried to make the talent better for Romeo. I think that's exactly what Andrew Barry is doing, except he spoke to the coach first, and you can tell that by the moves that they made. Hey, I need this. I need that. They went out and they traded for a fullback. Like, and they're, they're looking to revamp this thing and, and to really right. make a go of it here this year and to really take some giant leaps forward, and hopefully they're able to do that. Well, great point with the fullback as well. Andy Jankovic being traded for coming over from Denver. They also, weeks ago, acquired uh, Stanton, I believe his name is, from the Minnesota Vikings. Kind of a developmental special teams guy, but also that fullback uh, option. So you got a couple there. And Jankovic, Matt, I knew the name. I uh, When some of the, the videos of his highlights were posted, my goodness, this looks like your prototypical old-school smash-melt fullback. Like, he is nasty. He bulldozes through people. We add that to the combo of Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, a revamped offensive line. The next step, of course, we'll get to that, is figuring out left tackle in the draft. You get Jankovic bulldozing? I feel much more confident of the Browns being able to punch the ball in from the two, something they could not do at all last year. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, this is a guy that's a road grader. He's the guy that you want leading the way for Chubb, for Hunt, if they're able to keep him too. Um, although I wouldn't rule out the if they are able to keep Hunt that we see him and Chubb on the field substantially more than what we did last year. Oh, it uh, should be. They tendered him. So he's unless somebody offers him a, a second-round pick, he's going to be here. Well, no, no, no. The, 
the Browns have the right to match. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah. seven days to match, and if somebody gives him a decent contract, which I would imagine somebody would, um, then then they could say, you know what, we'll take the second round pick instead. So, yeah, uh, if they are able to retain his services and have him and Chubb running behind a legit fullback who they really haven't had since Lawrence Vickers, I mean maybe Danny Vitale or a little bit, but nobody of a good as good as what they're getting now. I like that a lot. And then they also uh, boosted the special teams. They got a University of Akron product in JoJo Natson, who ran back kicks and punts for the Rams the last couple seasons. Uh, he is going to be in the fold and hopefully provide, uh, provide some electrifying returns to the point where we don't have to worry about sticking Jarvis and Odell back there just to catch mm. the ball. Which is something that's been missing for a long, long time in that Browns uh, special teams and return game. So you're right. So let's get to some of the other signings here, the lower end ones, are, but still very important. So Joe Schober and Christian Kirksey, of course, get shown the door. Uh, Schober, we've talked about before, love him, team guy. Kirksey, uh, injury prone the last couple of years, but still a good guy. You get B.J. Goodson, linebacker, and a lot of these, Matt, are one-year deals, which I kind of like in the sense that you're – bringing in players and they're going to be hungry because they want the bigger contract. So you're getting a whole bunch of new players on contract years. They're going to want to play at their hardest. It gives the Browns time to maybe draft some younger players at linebacker and safety and bring them along slowly, not rush them in like the first analytics regime did. And again, I just think it is a very smart move and strategy by Andrew Barry, where you get guys hungry one year, they work out, you can try to re-sign them or let them go. So a guy like B.J. Goodson for a linebacker, a plug-and-play type of guy, uh, you can put in that rotation. And then Carl Joseph at safety, former first-round pick, is just a thumper. I like that one a lot. Thumper, yeah. He, he kind of reminds I, I me like a Dante Carl Whitner. Joseph when he was coming out of college in the draft. Yes. I he was a hell of a player. Um, and now they the, the proven deals are good to mm, me. Uh, me too. They show that the the team is willing to spend money, but they also want productivity in return. And then they'll talk about putting more money down on the table. And so often in free agency, you can overspend, 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 and just pay guys to to sign with you. And then they become, as I've dubbed it, they go on the fat and happy tour. They get their contract, they get their guaranteed money. All of a sudden, they're not as hungry as they were. You know, they, they they get content, and that's the worst thing you can have in an NFL player. When you get these prove-it deals, you know, that's that's good for everybody because it allows the player to shine and to potentially make more money down the road, and it gives the team a little bit of an out that if something doesn't work, they're not tied to it for four or five years. Yeah, and that's the same with the Conklin deal, three-year deal. He's going to keep – he's, he's going to be 28. It gives access to a whole – whole bunch of players and uh, that was a good move yes for both exactly short up the offensive line for the browns and for him it's gonna put him in free agency right around the time that the the ceiling is gonna expand for those big money contracts and he's gonna get a nice nice chunk of change in a couple years yeah, and still in his prime. So that's another great move. So um, the the linebacker spot, like a B.J. Goodson, again, that, that, that's kind of a plug-and-play guy. You rotate him in with Wilson, Taki Taki. Uh, you probably draft another one, and, and you kind of go from there. Um, Andrew Billings, defensive tackle from the Bengals. I like that as well. That's another signing where 
You're getting a, a bigger guy that you can work into the rotation. Kevin Johnson, um, I believe 28 years old. I like that. You, you pop him in. He's played with the Bills and all that. So reliable corner. Just good pieces, Matt, who are not over the hill, who are going to be, uh, like we just said, motivated and maybe aren't going to be all pro bowlers, but guys who are professional football players who have proven it and can get you through while you groom youth at all these positions. Yeah, I think with the Johnson signing, um, that screams to me a TJ Carey replacement. Yeah, me too. a guy who can do everything and is a good team guy, willing to do what he has to to help uh, the franchise get better. Love that move. Um, I don't envision him being an everyday starter unless there's injuries or something, but he could definitely transition to that role very quickly. Uh, Like that move a lot. Like the Joseph move, the linebacker move. I like as well. Um, the problem that we had as analysts and as reporters believing that this analytics regime was going to be so much different was because we saw that they created a lot of holes by right. not being prepared. And whereas this one, it seems like they recognized there were already holes, and instead of creating more before you start to build, they hit the ground running and said, we need to plug these guys in now to at least maintain some credibility, some chance at competitiveness. And I, I respect that. I love that as a fan. I'm excited about it. And I, I hope by September we're able to see what these guys can do. Me too. It is just, it's so strange, Matt, that it's, we're like, it's a different feeling. It's like, I'm positive. This is, and, and listen, hey, last offseason this time, we were feeling pretty positive too. Odell Beckham Jr. was in, everything looked lined up. We know a lot can go south, but at least it looks like they have a strategy. They have players that are hungry, and now the next step is going to be, all right, what do you do at left tackle? Because Conklin's not moving over. You could keep Hubbard as well as like a swing guy if they if they want to, uh, and kind of a depth guy. I wouldn't mind that. And then it's okay, left tackle. Can you get your guy? Can you get somebody? And does that pick slide in day one? Ultimately, that is going to be a big part of what we judge Andrew Barry in this front office on. Yeah, I mean, you have to hit on that spot. The the good thing is, whereas the last regime with Kitchens and Dorsey said they wanted the strength of the team to be the lines, but really did nothing other than sign Sheldon Richardson that proved that they wanted to strengthen the lines, um, this regime has gone out and actually put their money where their mouth is. They sign a good D tackle that is a proven commodity. They sign the best right tackle on the market. You know, they're, they're probably going to upgrade at guard at some point uh, as well. And you, you just get the feeling that this is different. Like the other guys said it, but had no idea how to do it. These guys aren't saying anything and they're just going out and doing what they can to bolster this roster and you got to respect that because yeah. they came in with a lot of heat and they knew it. And they're, they're trying to prove that they are everything opposite of what this team has seen in 20 years. And that's uh, things look good. Things look good early. Some nice needed positivity with all the craziness going on. So we'll, we'll wait and see what's uh, what's next. Any other signings, whatever the case might be. And then of course, folks, we'll track what happens with the draft. Looks like it'll be Matt. Um, they'll hold it. But no, there won't be any crowds and all that, which is disappointing. I wanted to see the 
the players ride in on the boats from the Bellagio. I think that would have been really cool, but um, you know, safety's safety's more important than a cool visual. So we'll see what happens in the draft. And hey, if anything pops in between, we'll we'll pop on for another show, right? Yeah, as always, man. Look forward to it. So make sure you're following Matt on Twitter at Matt Floor Jancic, myself at AndyMC81, Instagram too at Matt Flow Sports at AndyMC Sports, and that you're following along too, Dogs by Nature on SB Nation. This has been the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. Stay safe, everybody.